Hey, this is Nathan. And this is Thomas. Today on Not the Pastor, we get to hear from Mike Holmes. We're going to talk to him about worker and volunteer training in the church. Now, Brother Mike sets this whole conversation up by talking about a motto or a mantra that has become a part of their church life. He wants every worker, every volunteer, every teacher at his church to understand that they're a part of making an excellent local church experience. That means that the janitor is a part of making sure that every person that walks through the door feels welcome and at home. Every teacher is a part of that experience of getting a safe and awesome time at church. A big part of ensuring that everyone who comes through the door of a local church gets to be a part of an excellent service, a big part of that is about training. And so this conversation is important. I think it's going to be a help to you today. Here we are with Brother Mike Holmes, and man, I, I've sure been enjoying some time with you. A little bit of context here. We, we've actually had Brother Mike Holmes with us here at Hillview Baptist Church this weekend, and he's doing a little bit of training with us and our people, and, and that's actually what we want to talk about today on, on this episode is, is training, training workers, training teachers, and so let's talk about that, Brother, Brother Holmes. First of all, why is it important that we be training those who are involved in the ministry at our churches? Well, uh, thanks again for letting me come. Appreciate it very much. Um, training just a, a super important thing. We put our pastors through, you know, seminary and, yep. you know, all the different things that they go through, lots of training. We, uh, at our church, we have budgets for sending our pastoral staff off to extra training and, you know, sharpen up a lot of different things along that line we have then really an obligation, I think, to train our workers, you know, to train the people that are there. I think it needs to be a spirit that kind of pervades the church. It, it's really discipleship. I mean, it's really just kind of the yes. idea of moving, moving further. I mean, we, we would train people how to pray. We would train them how to give. We train them how to, you know, witness, and we need yeah. to train them how to serve in the local church. I mean, it's just yeah, a kind of a natural a natural thing. So I think it needs to happen and it needs to be a, a higher level than what it is in, in many churches. It needs to be kind of, you know, raise the bar a little. I mentioned this morning, I was talking and we have a church that I was talking to about their worker training. And I said, well, how often do you train your workers and, you know, Sunday school teachers? And he said, well, we train, we do a, a big Sunday school training about once every five years and, you know, I was like, oh, uh, you know, Not it was enough. just like, no, 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 we've got to, have, we've got to have more. Yeah, I've got to have more than that. You know, we've got to, and there's, people are longing for training. And I'll tell you, as a guy that travels around, you guys been in a lot of churches, lots of times you, you hear most of the work is done by just a handful of the people. So after something's over, there's always just a few people cleaning up. And when we're, you know, going visiting, there's only a few people that do it. And, you know, 95% of the work is done by 5% of the people. And that's, that's really a shame. I mean, it's a shame on the, on the concept of, of Christians being involved. We need to 
be much right. more. <laughs> the percentage needs to be much higher than that. And if we don't train for it, then it's not going to get there. So we've, we've got to aim that direction. So I, I really think it's an important part of discipleship and it's an important part of keeping your sanity, you know, yeah. as, a, as a church worker. Yeah. If you're not the pastor, you know, the pastor is doing all the work in some cases, you know. That's interesting. That idea of training as discipleship is yeah, huge. That's a good, it's a good statement. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be thinking more about that, but it does definitely communicate that, hey, we're not just because you're serving now in church or in some role or some aspect of the ministry here. It doesn't mean that we're done putting into you or teaching, you know, investing in you. And this is just basically hands on discipleship. It's an opportunity to not just take, but to, to give back through the, the serving, but we're going to continue to put into you and disciple you and, and grow you. So it's actually a, kind of a mini paradigm shift there, I think, for me. So I appreciate that. <laughs> appreciate that. Yeah, thinking. well, it's an important thing. I mean, like we would, you know, maybe think of all our church churches eventually going out and being involved like on a mission team or going out overseas or whatever. We'd want them to do all those things. And that's like a piece of discipleship. So Really, if they, if you go to the mission field, you probably find that you do everything there that you do here. You know, you got to fix the, the the toilets, and you got a vacuum that doesn't work, and you got you know fix vehicles and all that. So we need to train people how to do that, so they're going to be good servants in the future, and and they're not going to be in our church forever. Just America's so transient. People in North America moving here and there and everywhere. And just think about the pastor out there that's going to love to get your people after you have trained them yeah. for all that, he's going to go, man, you came from a good church and they really uh, taught you well. So uh, good thing. And I think it's so important when, when we're talking about training that even in those, in, in those physical things, we would say like, I don't know that I would consider like fixing a vacuum cleaner, a spiritual, <laughs> like a spiritual gift or a spiritual opportunity there. But when it helps to further the work of Jesus, then that's exactly what it is. It's, I mean, it's the work of Jesus going forward. And so if other people can do those kind of skills and we can make those things happen further out and we're going to talk about Sunday school teachers and all those things that we want we want those people to be able to do the job that we've asked them to do as well as possible. It makes sense that we would want to train even in situations that are maybe not just pray this way or give right. this way or those same things that we would kind of think of spiritual disciplines. Yeah. More skills, skills, yeah. training type things. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Well, brother, brother Holmes, who should we be training? Who should we be focusing this attention on? Well, we, you know, the, the, highest focus usually is on people who present the word of God, you know, right. that's why ministers, you know, have seminary degrees and, you know, things along that line. We have found that, you know, training Sunday school teachers is kind of a no brainer. You're going to teach them and we'll go through some categories in a little bit, but you know, that, that, that people really understand that, but believe me, you, you want people, you want training at, at every level. I mean, you want all your, you know, kids and youth people trained. Um, you want your, you know, your janitorial and setup and takedown yes. people. I mean, yes. I just watched right. you guys yes. actually doing some of that. So Nathan, you and the pastor, and I think pastor son, was that who it was? Was moving all the chairs. Okay. So, and you were setting them up a certain way in the other room, I'm assuming where you were taking them. I couldn't see that, but you want that done the a right way. way. So you yes, got to have your, you know, you got to show someone how to do that. You got to show yes. them to set up and take down. Yeah. So janitorial people need to, to know not to leave the 
toilet brush and the stool, you know, and, uh, <laughs> you know, crazy things. You just, and some of it's just instruction, but it still is yeah. training and, and there'd be timing associated yep. with all janitorial things. In other words, they need to be done by a certain time. We have a, a, a problem at our church and a lot of churches is if there's some kind of major change that has to happen, like you're going to totally break down a room and set it up and change it before the next service. We have some people that are so anxious that they want to start it right away. So as soon as the service is over, they start taking everything down and moving it. And I have to say, wait, wait, slow down, slow down. We don't want to chase people off. Okay. And part of that's training, just letting them know, like, let's not do that like we have handicap signs we have to put out on our because we have a public parking area and so we have to pull the handicap signs back in and my guys want to pull them in at like one minute after the service is over and it's like that sends a signal that we're wanting everybody to leave so let's not but we would cover that in a training session rather than just somebody telling somebody here and individually you want everybody to kind of know so all of your, you know, your hospitality people, your greeter people, uh, all that refreshment people, how you set things up, those people need to be trained. Certainly your security people that would understand all of that kind of stuff, which would include your check-in and check-out, which is a big thing with kids programs and nursery. You want, they need to know, and especially if they're doing it like on a computer. We, we've had people like, I don't mind teaching a Sunday school class, but I hate that computer. Well, the reason they hate it is because they don't know how to reboot it or reset it or whatever. You know, it's not that hard to, to run the thing. It's just the screen changed. They accidentally clicked on the wrong window and brought it to the front. And now, now they can't find anything, you know, <laughs> they're all frustrated. Well, they haven't, been they haven't been trained. So, I mean, that's an area. And for you guys would know this better than I, your production people your AV, your, your audio people. I mean, you gotta say, do not touch that little knob right there. Okay. But you can touch this one over here. All of that. So yeah, somebody wasn't trained, turned the wrong thing or muted a microphone or the, you know, someone goes to sing a special number, you know, and they, they pick up the mic, doesn't work, you know, uh, the AV team is kind of like the the lineman on an offensive line in a football team. You, you only <laughs> notice them when they don't do their job. They never, they never get a pat on the back for blocking well, but yeah. as soon as they let that block go and their quarterback gets sacked, then, so yeah, there's a lot of training needed for the, that AV now team. That's, that's, a, that's a good illustration. I like that. But your, your sound people, video, all that, yeah, which would important. you know possibly include even the people that are singing or do you know the production side but where they're standing there where to stand and well and how close to hold the microphone all of those things have to be trained yeah. you have to train all of that mm -hmm. stuff and turning the switch on like boom 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 it makes all the noise you know so you want to have some training you know of level and like I say that would be just a small training with a few of the people that are going to sing we're going to show hey we got new microphones they turn on on the bottom now instead of the side and you would just kind of go through some stuff but you create yeah. that and then probably the last thing that needs training is all your uh, and there'd be other others besides this one but this one's important too is all your outbound like visitation and discipleship people that are going out into the community. It's like, you know, we want you dressed this way or not dressed that way. <laughs> you know, we want you to, you know, represent the church this way. 
Um, someone asks, you're going to tell them what the website is. And it's like, what's that, honey? What's that WW thing again? <laughs> you know, and they, they don't know or whatever. So there's just a lot of training that can happen. And, and those training times can be just really good. So it's really all of the workers that need to be trained. And, and we have a little statement that we use that it really took us a long time to kind of come up with. And it's very simple. Uh, it doesn't sound that complex, but it's the idea that with everybody, we want them to help create this amazing local church an amazing. Uh, and sometimes we, we put it this way, you're here to create an amazing local church experience. Um, experience where it gets a little pushback sometimes, but it's all an experience. So like if you come in and the building smells really good, because it's been Lysol and clean and some of that. That's that's an experiential thing. And the, the janitors need to know that they are making an amazing experience. The nursery people, it's gonna be an amazing nursery. The, the sound people, it's gonna be an amazing production. All of those things, you are here to have that. Now, for the preacher types, and if you're a speaking person, you know your reward is usually that someone will assimilate the word of God and they will grow in some way with the Bible. But my janitors need something more than, they, they don't have that. They don't, and, and I mean, they, they sort of know that it all helps the big cause, but just the idea that my, my janitor lady that comes in every Thursday night and Friday and mops everything and cleans everything, for her to know that she is helping create an amazing local church and a local church experience. I mean, I, I send her emails all the time. She'll send me a text late on Sunday or Saturday night. We got the last other thing mopped. Everything's done. We're ready for church. And I'll just say, hey, thank you so much, That's Margaret, awesome. you know, for helping yes. create an amazing yeah. Sunday. We're going to have an awesome day because the building smells so nice. So thank you so much. So the vacuum cleaners yeah, are good. like a spiritual gift in that sense, because oh, yeah. if your nursery is dirty and the parents come in and walk away, then that's not a good thing. But if you have done it, you know, cleaned it, then it's good. So that's kind of the sort of the workers, but really everybody. And when you kind of create the idea that everybody gets some level of training and we're going to meet on Saturday and some of them are like just after church for a few minutes. Hey, I need all the music people. We got new microphones. We're going to show you how they work. You know, uh, there can right. be some shorter things like that. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you about that. When I say training, the thought that goes through my head is, okay, we're going to have this thing on a Saturday. You're going to come in. It's going to be four hours long. <laughs> and it probably only needed to be two, but we're going to make it four anyway. Like it's a it's a production. I mean, and you, you already answered the mm -hmm. question, but just I guess to point out, Training doesn't always have to be like that. It can be, I walked over to the sound booth right after church on a you know Wednesday night. Hey guys, I know, just noticed this one little thing. Let me just show you and make sure that we that doesn't happen again that way. That's a five minute conversation that totally counts as training. Yeah, and and there can be those small little segments, and then you can go all the way up to the you know three and four hour training which we do a larger training you know every year where we go through a lot of stuff and we make sure and those are the categories actually we'll cover some of those in just a moment i guess but we you know we go through some of that and spend more time but then there's also thomas the area of breaking down so like you as a sound guy you're just going to talk to all the sound people 
at one time. And so you only need them for 20 minutes after a service or something. It doesn't have to be a, a great big thing because not everybody's going to touch a microphone. Yeah. It just right. be those, yes. those guys. So you, but yeah. to get everybody know that they're going to get some training is a, is a very important yes. thing. Bill Holmes, when I worked for the, uh, I, I worked for a school district here in town and we had every, I, and we had weekly trainings, right? We had weekly mm. meetings that were supposed to fill a training role. I would say probably 90% of those could have been done via email or, I mean, in some cases, a text message, right? Uh, but instead got the whole group of teachers and workers and support staff, everybody who works at this school is coming together. And then they're going to talk to this seven people over here and train them about whatever they're talking about. That happened all the time. It made me appreciate so much just what you said, like, let's break those things up. And you don't need the Sunday school teachers if the you're talking to the sound guys and you don't need the music people if you're talking to the janitors like that's not what you need so choose the people that you're talking yes to. that's very important and and then the people who's in charge of the janitors needs to know that they have authority to talk yes. to the janitors yes you know so that they that they can do that because in the in the local church sometimes it's like well the pastor would say that I think and so we're just going to let him do everything and so as a pastor right. in, uh, who's leading and I know you this is sort of to not the pastor but you, you folks that are laymen out there listening to this this is important for you that you take some leadership and your pastor you know check with them if there's some questions you have but yes. but work on training right. your people I mean if someone yeah. you know came yeah. to me and said hey I, I really you know I'm in charge of all the janitors and all that we're going to do some training on Saturday on how to do this and do that and it's like mm -hmm. Go get them. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. You need anything from me? <laughs> that's the, yeah. What do you need from me to help you make that a successful time? Yep. So what I'm, what I'm hearing there, Brother Holmes, is that as the head pastor, if, if a man is the head pastor, or even the second man, the, the associate or, or whoever, when it comes to training the teachers on the upcoming curriculum and the janitors on how to clean the toilet and the AV guys on how to... Uh, mute and unmute and all that you're not doing all of that training but you are making sure that it is happening you you know that 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 is happening within those departments yeah and i'm making sure that's happening and i'm also making sure that they communicate down into that level my heart and it's like that they're talking about the amazing local church experience. So in other words, I might take those department heads and have trained them. Yes. When yep. you train, yep. don't forget to tell them they are there servants of the almighty. They are making a difference in this community. They are changing things. And we are so thankful for you. You're making this amazing Sunday and we are just grateful for it. That's you awesome. know, so, cause yeah. sometimes people can forget the, you know, vision leaks, as they say, and it vision kind of falls out. So you have to constantly tell people, you know, what the vision is and, and thank them for that and tell them to include some of that. And in some, some trainers, that would be training a, a group, they would need a little handholding and training. In other words, these are, these are like our department objectives, you know, as I showed this morning, it's like, this is what our department's going to do. And then I had something, this is what our department is not going to do. Like your nursery workers cannot be distracted. So they need to be trained in that area. They need to know that if they cannot be on their phone or playing a game on their phone, when the mom comes in, because yeah. they're going to go, they weren't even looking at my baby. They were playing 
Call of Duty in the nursery or something. <laughs> well, Brother Holmes, you, you taught some, some good categories to our church this morning when it comes to training. Could, could you share that with our listeners, those, those six categories for... Yeah, these are six, there? and they're kind of sort of broad, and you can plug a few other things in depending on, on what they would be, but there's some things that need to be trained. And again, some of them, these would be like once a year type of things. And some of them would be, you know, more often starting out with the kind of the first one is your church needs to know and your people need to know emergency type procedures. In other words, if, if there's a problem, you know, if there's an intruder, if there's a natural disaster, if there's a fire, you kind of need to go through some of that. The, the biggest question we get in our church is where's a band-aid? You know, yes, and, right. and our people know where the band-aids are. You got to have them in two or three places on the wall or whatever. Uh, but here's another question. Someone to come, a kid to come and say, I need an aspirin. You know, I need a Tylenol. And you, now you got a question. Have they, is there permission? Can they take a Tylenol? And those people need to be trained in that. So, you know, let, we need to talk to your parents. So I'll give it to your mom and she can administer it to you or whatever, you know. So there, there's, there's things like that that would need to be trained. That's a very common type of thing. So um, all those emergency things, knowing who like your most qualified medical person is in the building at any given time. I didn't ask that this morning, but if I were running like a camp or a day camp or, a, you know, some type of thing, and, and Nathan, you might have known who that person was today, but if something happened, if someone keels over, you know, or there's a, a epileptic fit, which I had that happen, I like a lady like start having a fit, and I caught her. And I'm just like holding this lady in the middle of the atrium. And I'm like, help, 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 help. You know, I didn't know what to do. And yeah. fortunately, yeah. one of our guys was well-trained. It's like, well, let's get her down and do this and do that. You know, and they kind of took Perfect. over. But but you need to know that. So emergency yes. stuff is important. And some of that would be yeah, like right. also if you're taking kids to camp and there's a bus thing and, and some mm -hmm. of that. We exchange cell phone numbers with everybody. We basically, we have a big outing. We have everybody write their cell phone number on a sheet. And before we leave, we photocopy the sheet and every person gets that sheet in their pocket. So now I've got like 25 cell phone numbers in my pocket, but I, you know, hopefully never have to use any of them, but I can, I can call. So training for that. So that's the, that's the first one. The second one uh, has to do with some important stuff with children. And that is like your security in your building and your child protection policy. Some of this is official training that your insurance company might want you to have. And all your Sunday school teachers at a certain level should go through a child protection policy, which is awareness of child abuse is part of it. And the other part is awareness and recognition of child molester and child molester habits. And so there's some training on that through like Church Mutual and Preferred Risk and some of that. They have DVDs actually have online stuff. Now you can watch it. And as the administrator of the church, you can send out a link to like 20 people and you can tell who has watched it and who hasn't. And then send them a reminder, hey, don't forget before Sunday, we want you to make sure you watch, you know, go through and watch that. So um, that is, that's an important part. That would also include your personal security system in your church, uh, not like the buttons you'd push to turn on an alarm system, but like what your policy is for who picks up kids after Sunday school. So 
When a child checks in, who's going to be the person to pick them up? Well, the mom will pick them up. Well, can the teenage brother come pick up his little brother? Yes or no? You've got to have that kind of figured out. Uh, and then, of course, that would be training on the computer system, too, if you do a check-in or if it's a, just a checklist kind of thing, how you're going to, to do that. Your security system also would include some of those, you know, your men that are like security, do they patrol the building and, you know, some of that, which is almost kind of falls into emergency stuff. But it's like, we have guys that walk around the entire building. That is one of their jobs to do during the yes. service. And we run right. two Sunday morning services. So we have all sorts of workers. So we have guys that, you know, they'll walk a pair of them, walk all around the building. They'll go up to the second and third floor. They'll go down to our basement. They double, right. double check this and that. So we've trained them on all yes. of those things. So that's uh, that's one of those things. And one thing, when you're doing this training and you're announcing from the pulpit that you're doing training, you are putting your, your people at peace of mind because they know that there's training happening. Just like we have, you know, security badge type set up at our church. And we mention regularly, parents, just let you know that people with lanyards are the ones that are authorized to work with your kids, et cetera, et cetera. Everyone that wears a lanyard has been through a background check, you know, so we just kind of let mm. people know and they're like, wow, background checks. I mean, we've had people like you do background checks for church workers. I mean, they don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. like, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Yes. And those lanyards, Brother Holmes, you did mention those earlier today. Is that something you all do in house? Is there like a, a, a service that you get those from? Well, how, how did those work? We just had them printed and we have those four kid essentials right on here, kind of to remind okay. everybody what they say, but it's just a little plastic thing. We print them in-house. Yeah. So you put them in a little, little deal. Okay. Yeah. You can get little badge printer machines and kind of get them fancier. We've kind of thought about going that direction. So they are more like a driver's license, kind of a hard, right, hard stock right. uh, type of thing. But every church, you can do it a lot of different ways. But uh, for the most part, it's just pretty simple that if you've got a lanyard on, you're, you're authorized, you know, right. uh, to be involved. And we, let, we tell our people, wear your lanyard every day. Or some of the ladies like to clip it on their blouse in a different way or something. So we have the little clip-on features as well. Well, hey, let's jump to, I was going to say, jump to the next one here, what we call skills training. And this is just the idea that every area needs that skill. And that would be like the turning the microphone on and off. And this is where you stand if you're doing a special number. And this is how you do a puppet. And this is how you run the computer for, for checking in and all sorts of different things. We have a lift uh, that we've used at our church, like one of those scissors lifts that goes up and you can go up and change light bulbs. It's like, Man, oh, you just can't yeah. let anybody run that, you know, you can yeah, destroy right. things real fast, you know, it's a big oh, piece yeah. of equipment. So, so there would be things of uh, just even the idea of vacuuming and cleaning and how to clean the vacuum bags and end all of, you know, send those things out, how to, at the end of the nursery, when a nursery is over, what happens to those diapers? Do we leave them in that room for the entire week until there's something going on again? Uh, <laughs> you know, so there's, there's got to be some of that uh, skills type of thing going there. And if you're a teacher, there would be like, you know, how to teach a memory verse and how to lead a child to Christ mm -hmm. and, and some counseling. We do have yeah. uh, on our website at reachkeep.com, we have uh, four or five good, good lessons on there on like how to counsel with children, how to put a gospel in every message. Those are on our website under the, we have a podcast button there and you just click on that or just type in, in the search bar, teacher training, and it will, uh, it'll get you there. 
there's some good good stuff there. So a lot of just plain old skills training, and those are very specific to each to each category. Uh, the the next one is what I call kind of calendar and curriculum and content. It's a little bit more for the idea of Sunday school teachers, but it it sure. is more of of the idea of a coordination meeting rather than bona fide training. It's like, hey, for the next three months we're going over this, and we're going to decorate this way, and we're going to have this. Thing Thing going and and by the way Christmas is coming we want to have a Christmas program let's get together when are we going to plan that those kind of meetings need to happen on a regular basis I mean, if you're going to do an upgrade on a sound system or some change something in the church is hey we got it we're going to do it you know three weeks after Easter we're going to tear down the whole thing and rewire everything we're going to need some extra help but that is right. a, a thing and many yes. of these are are cross-discipline. So, for example, we run a baby dedication every year, usually a few weeks after Mother's Day, and it's really a parent dedication and dedicating the, the moms and dads. But it is it crosses like every level of our organization because the nursery people have to get the babies into the auditorium so that we can pray for the kids. And then we've also found that we need to release all our the proper kids anyway from Sunday school so they can come be with their little baby brother or sister who's being dedicated and they can see that. So a lot of coordination and, and going through and making sure that happens. And then we do like a reception afterwards. So you have extra cleaning and extra setup and extra, you know, janitorial things. So that's coordination needs to happen there. Makes good sense. And so you would talk through those things at a, at a training setup where you would Hey, we're going to do this baby dedication. Let me remind you guys, this is what your job is. This is what your job is. Yeah. And we would have that on our master calendar. So we would, we have a big training, usually first of March, we would say, Hey, coming up, we got baby D coming up in, in the end of May. So around the first of May, we're going to meet and make sure all the facility people know what's going on. We want so many tables set up. We want so much decoration done here. We need to recruit some more decoration stuff. So yeah, we would kind of set that, but creating a master calendar really helps you kind of, you look at it and you go, Oh, we need to talk to the janitorial people about that because we're going to have we do a lot of things in the middle like on a Sunday afternoon and you got to reset and get cleaned back up for Sunday night or you know you do a big we've done a lot of big Saturday events and it's like we got to have a whole cleanup crew and everything ready for the uh, for the next day so that's more of a coordination meeting uh, yes, but if you're working right. on content and with your teaching, how are we going to present this lesson? How are we going to do this? Where, if you're talking about like, again, a Christmas program, like what can we do? And you do some brainstorming. A lot of that is, is, is really, really important. So that's a, a very important category. And those are lots of times smaller meetings because they're coordinated. Every once in a while, you'll have like some department heads just so they all know like, Hey, we've got this, you know, vacation Bible school is coming. That's going to cross everything. We need to have announcements. We need to be in the bulletin. We need to have, you know, on the screen, we got to have all that. The AV people need to build us some slides for that. Yeah, very good. Yeah, the fifth category is, it's what we just call kind of this nurturing and, and fellowship and team building. It's the idea that your teams will function better if they're actually friends and they actually do stuff together. Just a, an important thing that they, every once in a while, Nathan, you could 
just like, hey, we're going to take all, after church on Sunday night, we're going to take all the children's workers down to McDonald's and grab an ice cream. Love it. Bring your kids, you know, but we're just going to, we're just rejoicing with all the kid people. And we're going to, you know, tell a couple stories and, you know, come up, yeah, up with like a story, that. make sure you tell us. And you make them feel special and you love on them. Your AV teams, your, we do with our, our men and our security. Lots of times we do it on a Saturday morning. We do kind of a breakfast oriented type of thing and treat them all to something nice. And I, I think to put a little budget money into that is, is a, is a yeah. good thing. Some fellowship. You know, you know what we just did recently? Recently, it kind of started as our security guys because we have a, a security team. We, we call them hosts we because mm-hmm. <laughs> we want to communicate to them that they're also supposed to be uh, nice to people. Nice to people. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but it's our security team. And so uh, we will do this from time to time and it, it will we'll just have like a, a sun, Saturday afternoon and we all go shooting. We all go out to the range or out to yeah. uh, the woods or whatever and everybody brings their targets and we go shooting. Now, it usually turns into more of the men than just the security team but it's just one of those opportunities like you're talking about the guys just to hang out and and yes. do something that they enjoy doing Gun, yeah. guns are a big deal at our church so uh, oh. that's a lot of fun for them we do it we have a men's thing coming up in a little bit and it's uh it's called bible bacon and bullets Perfect. <laughs> yes. so, yeah we called ours burgers and bullets yeah <laughs> that's actually yeah. what it was so, yeah i love it awesome. yeah you just go out and do that but yes. but they need to spend time together and you'd be surprised yes. like what you'll you walk over and instead of them talking about their glock or whatever they're talking about a security thing they're talking about the church they're talking about something that's important by the way did you notice what happened there last week we had a little glitch in our system and you kind of talk it through, but you work better when you hang around with people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And I, I like that because it's, we have fellowships all the time with our small groups, our Sunday school classes. That's probably the most popular. There's, there's always potlucks and fellowships for them, but it's a little bit different focus on it that, Hey, these are, we're going to get the guys that work together or the nursery ladies that work together all the time and have a fellowship among that group. I, I think that could be very beneficial. What happens is just in the nature of being people, right? We have, we end up with getting crossways with people. We end up, there's strife, there's conflict. And if, if the only time I interact with that guy is on this business side of things. And the last time I had to deal with him, he messed up this business side of things. Well, then I'm pretty frustrated and I'm going to carry that the next time I see him in this business side of things. But if there can be a relationship that is built apart from that, that's still what maybe what we have in common, but man, we're building bridges and we're building, it's just team building and fellowship works. That's why fellowship is such an important part of the new Testament. It's in there because we're supposed to be going forward together in unity. And I think that's an important part of how we're supposed to be. Yeah. And you know, something I've noticed too, you don't really, you're not willing to have fun with somebody if you haven't forgiven them. Um, you know, if there's, once you've (laughs) forgiven somebody, one of the displays of that is actually to, to get along and have fun and do stuff and kind of get over it. And that usually brings everything back to better, even where it was in the first place. So, and there will be tension and there will be conflict in, in, in some of these meetings we have a fair amount of, of tension as people are like, they're wrestling for, Hey, we want to do a program this way or that way, or they want announcement time or FaceTime with the pastor. They want, you know, they want, they want, you know, more clout. And so there's a, a, a level of tension in our teams, but because we're, 
we're friends and because we did ice cream together last Sunday and we're going bowling or something, we just kind of work our way through it and uh, it can be difficult. I mean, you can have some pretty good uh, tension. I mean, there, there's natural tension in a church like the, like the budget oh, yeah. people. But I'll give you, like, I'm, I'm the marketing guy. Like, I would spend all yeah, the money yep. on promotion, yes. bringing people in. That's what I would do. And the, the bookkeepers are going, whoa, slow down, slow down. You can't do a mailing that big. And uh, so, yeah, that's a level of tension. And they can't win, and I can't win. It's got to be, you got to work, right. it, work it out. Yeah, it's so, good. Oh, but uh, that nurturing stuff is good. You can do stuff where you just sit down. And a lot of it, again, we talked a little bit about it this morning, this idea of, you know, planned free time where you're just sitting around and talking and, and yakking. Lengthy trips where you hop in a vehicle and you all go together somewhere. You do a lot of bonding. Uh, the, the last one is just this idea of evaluation. We just didn't really get to it. Uh, we, we don't get to it lots of times uh, because it's just, it's something that we don't uh, take time for, but just sitting down and going, well, and, and we always ask these questions like, you know, what went right and what went wrong and what was confusing, you know, going through our vision, going through our values. It's like, Hey, we cannot have this happen again. That's just not going to fly. That's not going to, going to work. And, and we just sitting down and, and talking it through. When we do evaluation, it's like as a, as a pastor, if I'm in there, I'm like the first guy, I got to kind of volunteer to say, well, I really blew that. Say yeah. something about myself and shouldn't have done that. I goofed up or forgot to do that. And then other people start to do it. And it gets to be really a very good kind of a thing where the, the vision is coming out and we're really talking about what it, the core values are and where where we're really going but those kind of meetings are are good and they're they're after meetings so it's like after a big event you do it you sit down what could we do better and you take notes and if you're really organized uh, kind of person put it in a little tickler file and next year the year before it comes up or whatever the cycle is it's like hey pull out the notes oh we forgot to do this or that last time let's let's correct that yeah that's important Really, you're talking about specifically with events, those kind of things. How would you do evaluations with people? Is there evaluations that way for people that you've... Yeah, I mean, you can do it. And I think as the pastor or the lead person of department head, you need to have some level of that where you just say, hey, this was good. This was good. That was bad. That was bad. Kind of go through it. You got to create the environment where... They're willing to take it. And then you have to kind of create the time where it happens. We do some staff evaluations and we just kind of sit down and talk through some things. It's like, hey, that didn't work very good. This didn't work very good. We do a lot of it on the fly. I've tried to be like the do annual evaluations with everybody and sort of go through it. It's hard for me to do that. It just, it just seems like there's never enough time. But we also have a lot of these meetings where we are connecting all the time and we're really evaluating everything but yeah going through and the people are responsible for those underneath them so yeah you do need can i can i add something to that i did this wrong (laughs) so if i can share how we did this wrong because i I think this we didn't intend to go here but reflection evaluation goes right in with training there was an important distinction that i didn't catch until after doing this for a while and and that has to do with the difference between an employee and a volunteer sure and I think if you have an employee, you, you have the right and even responsibility to do an evaluation with, with those people yearly because, well, mm. you pay them. So Good point. They, they need to live up to a certain to a certain standard. We did this so wrong <laughs> that we actually even had 
volunteers evaluating volunteers. And then we would get together and we would talk about it. It got rough, especially whenever it's a small enough group of uh, volunteers that you kind of know who's saying what about people. And right. I, I learned, I did that one time, <laughs> learned yeah. from it. And so what we've actually done is we've made some adjustments to two specific ones when it comes to evaluations. First of all, we don't call them evaluations right. for our volunteers. They are reflections. It's we're going to reflect on the last year. And then second of all, they are evaluating slash reflecting themselves on themselves. So, Hey, what went well for you last year? Some of the questions we'd ask, what went well for you last year? What is bothering you about the ministry right now? Mm. How can I help with that? Questions like that so yeah, that it's, it's more reflective. It's an opportunity for them to evaluate themselves. And because we'll ask questions also like, Hey, what goals did you have for this last year? Did you meet those goals for your ministry? What goals do you have for this coming year? But it's, it's them doing the reflection Mm -hmm. rather than like, Hey, here, I'm going to give you an evaluation. This is some things I think you need to work on. Mm -hmm. And that has gone much better. Makes good sense. But again, had to learn that the hard way. (laughs) And so this, you know, the last couple of years around it's been better. It's been much more productive. People are, cause you mentioned that what brought that to mind, brother Holmes, is you mentioned that environment, you have to make sure that they're willing to do it. And we were, I think after a year of doing it the wrong way, people did not want to do them anymore. Mm, and yeah. so just giving them that open door to the, Hey, this is, this is an opportunity for you to tell us what's in your heart, not me tell you what you need to do better. It, it's, it's been good since then. It's been helpful. Mm-hmm. But, so if, if I can save anybody else from <laughs> making that same <laughs> mistake, boy, that would be my heart there. And sharing that. that is great advice. I mean, that is, that's really good. And I keeping that going, keeping that line of communication. I mean, if you talk with a person only that's once huge. a year yeah. and it's a negative thing, it's like, they're not going to want to, they're, they're not looking forward to that, that event. But if you're spending time yeah. with them and like, say we kind of take part every, we do some regular evaluations on Sundays, you know, just sit down and just, Hey, how'd the, how'd the music go? How'd the choir go? How'd this how'd go? You know, what happened there? You know, where's so-and-so? It's one of those, we got to, where'd they come from? We need to get them back here to church. What's going on? And we, we kind of go through, assign some things and, and work from there. So keeping up on it there and, and like the reflection. And I think the thing we talked a little bit about this morning is the idea of celebrating and celebrating the stories that are good. I was going to add just at the end of this conversation, but you brought it up. Is that if if we're going to talk about training people, a lot of times training is going to come across as you need to do this, right? This is what how we want this to work. It's imposing what we want on someone else. That there's and hopefully they want it too. We're all seeing the need for that going together. But I also need to spend a lot of time then coming back around and checking up and hey that'll make sense and then coming back and say thank you so much for doing this well mm-hmm. I, I noticed right. how you changed that and i appreciate it that's did, good. did it work okay did it, it seem like seemed like i flowed better all of those things right and just being able to to come back through just try to make it my habit is I don't always do a great job of it, but to write a couple of thank you notes for people that I just happened to notice mm. on Sunday that, hey, they did this really well and I appreciated it. I don't always do a great job at that, but sometimes those are people yeah. directly under my purview, people that I'm supposed to like be helping in that ministry. And sometimes it's just, hey, I noticed they did a great job. They're not under me in any way, but I appreciate that they took care of that. That helped my kid yeah. or whatever. And just yeah. if we're expecting things from people, 
then we also need to be grateful for when they follow through with those things. Good. Excellent. Yeah. I think too, that as the, as a senior person and not necessarily like the senior pastor, but like if you, if you're in charge of the nursery and you have four or five nursery workers or Sunday school workers or audio people for the senior person, who's not the pastor, when they're done with some of this conversation or partway through for them to say, well, what can I do to help you be more yeah, successful? Because yeah. sometimes they'll go, we just need an HDMI cable. We just need a, we just need an adapter. We just could, we don't have any Bibles to give to the kids. We did that the other day. He's right. like, Oh, we have Bibles. And we give away the kids. Like, so well, I don't know where the Bibles are. It's like, she didn't even know right. how we, that system worked. We hadn't trained her right. Yes. Then it gives you the opportunity to say, oh, perfect. Well, let's make sure that we're we're following through with how the system would work. If you yeah. need that HDMI cable, I just need you to fill, just write this down. Uh, I'll just take care of it this time. But, you know, next yeah. time, let me know this way. And then I can make yeah. sure it's done right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. that's good. Well, Brother Holmes, as we're wrapping it up, any, any last words of advice or any last tips you give to us? Uh, you know, I've kind of back to this idea of just helping your people understand that they're a piece of this amazing local church and that this yeah. church is going to change people's lives forever. And, you know, That's the so people beautiful. that are going to walk in that door on Sunday it might be their very first time yep. and they'll never look back. Their lives will be different. And, and I've had dinner last night and I'm staying with a family who walked into the church and their life were totally changed after they walked in the door. It's a really cool story and it's just neat to happen. And we get to be a piece of that. And whether you're cleaning or AV or security, or you're a nursery worker, you are part of that. In fact, we had those, I don't know if you saw those, Nathan, we had those shirts that said, I am a part of that. We had these shirts and their oh, hashtag, nice. it goes, I am a part that. of that. Hashtag. And yep. we had all these cool. shirts made. And I'm telling you, everybody wanted one of those shirts. It, so, it instantly makes me want to, I don't know what that is, but I, I want to be a part of that. It, yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. What is that? <laughs> yeah. I whatever want, the yeah, that is, I want to be there. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, we had to print them again, you know, second printing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, but yeah, it's been amazing. We have this amazing local church. We get to be a part of every, every day of the week, really, but every Amen. Sunday amazing things happening and and everybody needs to be there we need to train our workers the right way at every level yeah thank you thank you so much for your help today thank you so much for joining us today on not the pastor if brother mike holmes could be a help to you in training your teachers workers and volunteers you definitely need to look him up at reachkeep.com the link to that website as well as the specific resources that he mentioned today will be in our show notes. Also a link to his podcast, Better Sundays, will be in our show notes as well. We hope you will take the time to rate and review our podcast on iTunes. Your five-star rating and review will help get this podcast in front of more listeners. And finally, we'd love to hear from you on our Facebook page. We have discussions every week about the content that we talk about. So we'd love to see you there. Until next week, we are not the pastor. <laughs>